man, oh man, do I have something for you. That's right. Right here on Dr. Movie, where I watch movies so you don't have to. Hey, you know what? I really like that one. Props to Dan Bone for that one. I watch movies so you don't have to. Specifically movies on Tubi, for the most part. For the last, I don't know, 80 movies or so, it's all been from Tubi. And I've got a massive list that's on Tubi that I'm still going to cover. That doesn't mean I'm not going to cover the stuff that's not on there. It's just kind of it's just kind of easy for me right now. So it kind of works out good. But man, talk about easy. Or talk about not easy. <laughs> We're going to talk about this movie, which I clicked on because of the artwork, right? It's, it's, if you remember a while back, I always talk about there's keywords and key things that make me automatically want to check something out. This movie is called Ninja Warriors from Beyond. Check, right? That's a big check already just because of the name. And then the artwork, you know, you got a ninja on there. I'm kind of sold. I, I like my ninja flicks. Boy, uh, yeah, this is this is a ninja flick and a whole lot more uh, from 1987. And I pretty much knew from the get-go <laughs> when this started up and I saw who made the movie. And lo and behold, it's a Godfrey Ho movie. Now, Godfrey Ho is one of those guys that has, I don't know, 500 names that he goes by when he makes his movies if you want to call it making movies that's the other question uh, <laughs> in this movie I believe his name is Tommy Chang not Tommy Chong not Tommy Chang Tommy Chang Ching C-H-E-N-G why? I guess because maybe the <laughs> the people that actually own this film couldn't come and sue him or put him in jail I don't know uh, so let's uh, let's read a little bit about this. By the way, I'm just gonna say uh, it's also known as Ninja Death Squad, which you kind of have to say is a cooler name. But I'm gonna tell you, neither name really works for this movie. Uh, there is no really Ninja Warriors from Beyond. There, there's no, there's no Ninja Death Squad. There's a ninja fighting, I don't know, five or six other ninjas? That's kind of it. But uh, this thing got a 4.9. Almost got a 5 out of 10. I don't know what these people are smoking at IMDb. <laughs> but I, I can't, I don't know that I can give it that kind of uh, accolades. <laughs> but let's read about this thing real quick. Let's see here. Um, get to where I can read it all. Alright, here we go. An organized game specializing in high-rank military assassinations bewilders the police. However, the headquarters are located in a special and a special agent is sent to terminate all members of the gang. I don't remember that at all in this movie. <laughs> uh... Yeah, you, you want to talk about, you, you guys remember the old show Short Bus Cinema? This is a short bus film by every measure. Um, matter of fact, Johnny and, 
Well, I totally lost it. Forgot where I was going. But uh, we may may have even talked about doing this one. I can't remember. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to tell you the truth about this movie and the way this director works. If you want to call it works. Um, <laughs> Godfrey Ho is known for taking pieces of, I don't know, two, three, twelve movies, splice them together, throw another element in there, and make it in a movie. So I kind of talked about this with the, the exploitation stuff, right? Because I talked about Eat My Dust. I talked about Smokey Bites the Dust, which is literally a two or three Roger Corman productions edited together where they took all the car crashes and made a big spectacle, right? And this is kind of the same thing, except uh, they don't worry about it making any sense. Because this thing opens up, you got a, a guy, American, American guy's riding in a car with a, I don't know if she's a girlfriend, just a friend. And this is obviously in, I believe this movie is made in Cambodia, just saying. And, uh, holy smokes. I'm driving by, there's a brand new, <laughs> this is going to throw you off. Uh, they just opened a brand new Kentucky Fried Chicken here, where I, where I, not where I work, but close to where I work. And the cars here is, it's ridiculous. Uh, strange thing about that is there was a Kentucky Fried Chicken here before and nobody went to it. And this thing, I couldn't go there right now if I wanted to. So, you know, hey, good for the colonel, right? Anyways, back to the story. Uh, American dude riding in a car. They're in a taxi. They're going to pick up, I don't know, this woman's uncle. You know how these movies are. Um, then on, when they pick him up and they're leaving, uh, <laughs> the uncle's like, I'm glad you came along, Mr. American guy, because... I know that you are skilled in ninjutsu, and I'm, we're going to need that to fight these ninjas that are killing everybody, because apparently they got a ninja problem. And as soon as that happens, the car starts acting up, or the driver says, hey, there's something wrong with my car, I need to check it, and he tries to pull out a gun and shoot the American guy. And when the American guy fights with him a little bit, the gun goes off and kills the uncle and the girlfriend in the back seat, and the car driver falls out of the car and instantly turns into a ninja. That's what we're working with here, folks. Now, our American dude jumps out, chases after him, and there's six or seven ninjas. And then, poof, he turns into a ninja. And I love the fact that you could be in your street clothes, you throw a smoke bomb, and not only do you have a change of costume into your ninja outfit, but all of your swords and everything are there, too, all of a sudden. That's what we're rolling with. So you get a big fight scene here, and then the movie cuts away and goes to this guy who knows that he's dealing with an evil crime boss. And I guess he's a police officer, and he's trying to bust him for something. Uh, this is obviously a scene they threw in there to just try to make it all tie together. Maybe not. Maybe this is a scene from another movie that just happened to kind of work. But he he does have a little interaction with a couple of ninjas. And then from here on, he's fighting this guy who has a... Was it his brother? Nephew? I, mean, I don't know. Lost in translation. Somebody close to him 
rapes this dude's wife, and he's gonna get revenge on him. That's that's the whole backstory. And from here on, I kid you not, this is a Rambo ripoff. Because dude is in the woods, he's being chased by this army, he's making homemade booby traps come alive and stab people and rip people in half and set people on fire. You know, he does the thing where he gets caught on fire and jumps off a cliff, he, he hides for a little bit and tries to recuperate and mend his wounds, then comes back after the main boss. I mean, it's it's dead up Rambo, everything about it. And the funny thing about it is, you only get these little interludes, like three minutes of the American guy being a ninja and fighting other ninjas for no reason. He, he's snooping around and trying to find out what the other ninja, and the thing about it is he can be invisible. But what he hasn't figured out is how to make his gear bag invisible. So you, <laughs> you literally have this backpack, <laughs> black, I can't even say it, backpack floating around <laughs> Because he's invisible, but the bag is not. Uh, so, you know, people are seeing this going on, and you see a lot of slapstick ninjas slapping themselves, shooting themselves, all these kind of things because he's invisible, right? <laughs> Here's the thing. Really, in no way, form, or fashion does the ninja meet up with our Rambo guy. They're two totally different things, and it's... You're literally watching two different movies here, just spliced together. Uh, and I think that's pretty normal, because I've actually seen some of these films before. Uh, Robo Vampire Killer, I think, is that way, too. I think all these movies that, you know, are just kind of spliced together from stuff that's left over. Anywho, uh, you get some uh, bad effects where the, the, the American Ninja clones himself <laughs> but it's obviously a different person it's not like two of him it's another dude that's supposed to be like him that doesn't have the same ethnicity <laughs> so, it's just uh i don't know I, I don't i don't know what to tell you on this one uh, i busted out loud laughing a few times watching this because i was actually having some fun with it does that make it good no, this movie is horrible. <laughs> but it's got some stuff that just makes you go, what? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's funny too because the only way they can tie these movies together is through the, uh, the, the English dubbing, right? So obviously they just change it eventually, eventually to where the gangster says, or one of the bad guys is talking to the main bad guy going, you have all those ninjas working for you. So you just change one word and then you got, oh, this guy is the, the crime lord over, the, over all the ninjas. Even though there's not a single ninja around this guy anytime, anywhere in this movie. But there is this purple ninja. And you get a big showdown between him and the American ninja. And I'm just going to kind of leave it there. Um, these movies are hard to kind of get into because they don't waste any time. The, the, the good thing and the bad thing is all the same in this movie, right? Because the good thing is, is they don't waste any time with introductions or backstory. The bad things about these movies is they don't spend any time 
with introductions or backstory. You need a little something, right? Because they throw 50 characters at you, and all of them are expendable. You think this guy's the boss, then he gets knocked off. You think this person's the hero, they get knocked off. I mean, it, and it just kind of runs that way. That's the way these flicks are. And finally, you just kind of say, well, I guess this guy's the hero because he's the only one left alive. Um, but there is no doubt whatsoever that this is a, you know, like I said, uh, Cambodian version of, of Rambo. Uh, so if that makes your ears kind of stand on end, then, you know, you might want to check this out. The ninja stuff is quite hilarious. There's even one scene where he makes, I don't know, I don't know if it's supposed to be a rope or a ninja phallus. <laughs> I really don't know. I don't know what this is supposed to be that comes out of his arm. It's almost like a mummy wrapping that shoots out of the dude's arm and wraps around a ninja and pulls him closer so he can kill him. I don't know. But there's all these weird little gadget things, which is what does make these movies fun. You kind of have to sit through the ridiculous, boring, not-needed dialogue and the backstory that really leads to nothing just to get to the 15, 20 minutes of pretty fun, exciting, unusual ninja fights. And that's why, let's face it, that's why we watch these things, right? And uh, it's kind of like nobody really watches a car race for the integrity of the car race. You're watching it to hope you see a 25-car pile-up, right? That's kind of why you watch the thing. Let's just face it, right? And uh, that's kind of the story with this movie. That's, that's why you watch these things. Uh, like I said, unless you just really love bad movies, I don't recommend this one for you. If you love bad movies... There's enough here for you to chuckle at and have some fun with. Uh, I, I can't give this a 3 out of 5, which is the close to the rating that they actually gave this on IMDb. Um, I'm going to give this a 2 out of 5 because I don't really see myself revisiting this. And, and it doesn't have enough wow factor for me to even like show clips to somebody else for. But at the same time, if you like these kind of flicks, it's kind of worth checking out. I just don't see it as a repeatable movie. That's kind of what I'm trying to say here. Uh, that's pretty much all I got for Ninja Warriors from Beyond from 1987, which I will tell you doesn't look anything like 1987. Now, the music in it, I was surprised by, right? I don't know if they just ripped that off too, but they had that Casio synthesizer going to town, buddy. And uh, that's pretty much all I got on this one, folks. So... Check it out if you if you dare. Uh, like I said, it's on Tubi. It's for free. So if you're laid up at home and nothing to do and you like these kind of flicks, there you go. All right, folks. That's it for this one. We will check you later.